Alright, good evening and welcome to Transatlantic Holiday Ramblings with Lauren and Brian. Yeah, we've changed the title for tonight's episode because we're doing a holiday special. I'll insert some fun music here now. And Lauren, you know what I wanted for the holidays? If you wanted to do a Facebook Live watch along uh, um, of Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, but I wouldn't let you because that's evil. While eating Duff's wings, yes. But my second pick was to have three of my, four of my favorite people in the world, Lauren, because you're included, to come around in a round table and we'll all tell holiday stories and what we love about the holidays. So I did, Lauren. Guess who I got? Um, I can see their faces on the screen, so I don't have to guess. No, you don't. But we have, for our audience listening, from the Strange Sessions, the greatest podcast on the planet, Kurt is with us again, all the way from Wisconsin. Thank you so much for having me on again. All the way from Wisconsin. All the way from Florida, cult movie icon and legend, and he of Snuggle Pillow fame, Jeremy King. <laughs> Feeling a little Christmassy and a little creeped out. <laughs> and the most important writer in the world today of young adult books, my favorite, the ageless and amazing Susan Campbell Bartoletti, back with us. She's been avoiding us for about a year, but... We finally reeled her back in. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. Good to be here. Thank you. Good to be here. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Susan, your kids are all grown now, aren't they? They are. You say that with relief. <laughs> Jeremy, his kids are quite young right now. So yes, I think you I might. Have an, I have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, and we attempted to take them to a meet Santa Christmas brunch the other day. It's one of those times in life when you just picture it being this beautiful family moment, and it's going to be so happy and so fun. And then you go really experience it, and then you have to go to the gym for an hour afterwards just to straighten out your day. <laughs> now. You, you got to tell us what was it the brunch part, the Santa part, or was it um, the whole? I, I just it was the whole experience. Like we showed up and they didn't have a reservation, uh, couldn't find it. So like they had us sitting outside, which was fine. Um, went to go meet Santa and my daughter. Like my daughter loves like all the characters she's ever met at like different theme parks and. Love Santa Claus on TV, so we're like, oh, this is going to be so special. And then she started bawling her eyes out. Uh, I think we, we we barely got the picture taken, right? And then um, go to get them food, and my son doesn't like anything. And all of a sudden, he doesn't like French toast anymore, and he doesn't like waffles. And, he, you know, like, the whole thing was just, was just one frustration <laughs> after another. And, uh, and then, like, by the time I sat down and finally started to eat, my daughter was already, like, standing on her chair, and she wanted to go look for frogs and was freaking out. Uh, and then my son said he felt sick and couldn't eat. And, and so, yeah, by the time we left, I'm like, uh, that was great. 
And then I had to laugh because, like, an hour later, my wife posts all these beautiful pictures. uh, (laughs) They're absolutely beautiful pictures. Right, but with no explanation. So I had to to hop on later and say, well, this is what really happened. Because, you know, I think think we get this view of other people's lives through social media. And, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm probably kind of bad at that, too. You know, you just kind of post your highlights. And... uh, you know, I was like, this is what really happened today. I know these pictures look great, and a year from now, we'll probably think, you know, wow, look at these great pictures. We must have had fun, but it was uh, <laughs> quite a frustrating morning. But you want that memory alive for next year when your wife says, let's go see Santa and have brunch. Yeah, I, I won't remember. I'll be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. It'll be a beautiful family day, and nothing will go wrong. And but The best thing so. is with Facebook, you'll get that here is your memory from one year ago. <laughs> well, at least I have the explanation on mine. So if I see my wife, so I'll be like, oh. And if I see mine, I'll be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't go. Now, now, Susan, when your kids were young, did you have any terrible interactions with Santa and brunch? Um, I don't remember having, um, ter- for for the holidays, no, I don't remember having that. Um, I remember, you know, Thanksgiving, the year that I told my son to put the fresh turkey in the refrigerator, and he put it in the freezer. <laughs> 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 which made Thanksgiving dinner very difficult. And that's, you know, these are the memories, the little traumas that come up again. You know, apparently I said you ruined Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I'm like, Wish I could to... possibly have said such a terrible thing. <laughs> but I think maybe I did. You know? I mean, to be fair, you were being honest with him, right? <laughs> he did ruin Thanksgiving. I'm trying to thaw, you know, before 16-pound turkey. <laughs> so... You know, and then the other story, I, it's funny because it's really the holi- the things that go wrong are really what make the holidays. It's like Mark Twain said, you know, tragedy plus time equals comedy. And um, the other story that came up at Thanksgiving this year was um, when, I, when I was growing up, my mother always had our elderly aunts uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. And I just remember the one elderly aunt who may have been 80. Um, she had been watching the Thanksgiving parade, and, and she loved the, is it Lipanzer, Lipanzer horses? I don't think I'm saying it right. But instead of saying that, she said, oh, I just love those lesbian horses. <laughs> well, who doesn't and, love lesbian exactly. horses? I and mean, I if you're going to love a horse. stallions. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like, so it's like these things that... Um, you know, at the holiday um, for Thanksgiving this year, what we did was go around the table and tell a memory. Like, okay, tell us one memory of of Thanksgiving. And, you know, so it was fun to hear, like, my mother and my husband's parents. And I told the lesbian stallion story. And <laughs> so, yeah. We made that mistake with my family a couple of years ago when they said go around the table, tell a memory. And it was just like these horrible, brutal things me and my brothers did to each other when we were growing up. Yeah. And the look of terror on my mother's face, my, I, I, gotta, I gotta tell one now, because he'll hear this and he'll remember it. My older brother's five years older than me, my younger brother's 18 month, 15 months younger. So we're kind of like twins. But instead of being smart and ganging up on our older brother... My older brother would always pick one of us to team with him and beat on the other one. Smart. And at one point, we don't know why we did this, but it was the summertime we were home from school, and we decided it would be very funny 
to hold my younger brother down, who was, I think, six at the time, and strip him completely naked, throw him on the porch, lock all the doors and dangle his clothes and underwear in the window and laugh at him and keep him outside. And as we're telling the story, my mother looks at him, now this is 40 years later, did they really do that? And he's like, yeah. Why didn't you ever tell me? And in the most sheepish voice, he said, they said if I ever told, they'd beat me up. Like, that still stood 40 years later. So did you get him afterward? Oh, yeah, we beat the hell out of him later that night. Yeah, you should (laughs) have. But, uh, Kurt, did you have any um, fun Santa traditions in Wisconsin, or was Santa too drunk? Uh, Santa was usually drunk. Uh, We we haven't had a whole, usually on a a brandy slush is what Santa was drunk on. That's huge here in Wisconsin. But no, not too many traditions like that. But, you know, the one thing that I think of now is for years, ever since we were kids, we would get together at my grandmother's house for for Christmas. And that was always the Christmas meal. And it was just, it was always like just biding your time until you could get to go home and and just doing that until she passed away. And now it's like, God, I miss that. I miss that smell of walking in. And smelling the the food that they were making, smelling the cookies they were making, so it just kind of stinks. I'm mean, sorry about before she passed away, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry that's such a downer, but it was, <laughs> you know, after she passed away, I, we miss that now. That was one of those things that we took for granted when she was around, was going over there for the Christmas meals, and we don't do that now anymore. So I miss that. That was our big tradition. Was our annual get together at my grandmother's house and you know lauren lauren's with us uh-huh. all the way over in wales and I, I know i'm glad we got a group of friends together because this is actually a particularly harsh year for you lauren yeah it'll be difficult it, it's not a christmas i've been looking forward to and it's a bit strange <clears throat> but but we'll yeah. It'll happen, and, you know, we'll just make the best of it as much as we can. But for for those um, listening who don't know, um, Lauren's father passed away recently. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Lauren. So, yeah, so what about your holiday traditions? What do you remember most about growing up? Um, Well, my grandparents used to come up to go Christmas shopping, but they used to leave the gifts behind for my mum to wrap and every now and again through December these gifts would magically appear underneath the tree and it was always fun you know to come home and see that but I think it's just Christmas Eve and going to the cinema to see a film that's what me and my sister and my dad used to do go to the go to the cinema and see a film and that was just the best bit of Christmas because it wasn't always a Christmas film, because one year it was Hocus Pocus, and that's the best film ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lauren, that's one of my favorite um, memories from being in the Lake District. We um, went to church, and then we went to see uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And it was one of those big old theaters, and the theater was packed, and the projectionist came in carrying these two large reels of film. And um, the the... A f- movie opened with a very young Queen Elizabeth on horseback 
and the audience just erupted. You know, some loved it, some hated it. It was just amazing to be in that. And then at intermission, um, the 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 staff came out with mince pies, tiny mince pies on a platter, and mulled wine, and passed it out. And the audience again went crazy, like mince pie, which I know. Mean, to love, but it was just such a great experience. <laughs> no, not mince pie as in meat mince pie. It's no. like sweet. It's like um, it's like dried fruit and alcohol in a little pastry. It's nice. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because we have three Americans, four if you count me, four Americans against one of you UKers. Guys, back me up. Susan, back me up. Kurt. Jeremy, fruitcake sucks. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't suck when you make it if you if you have rum. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's Christmas cake is full of Christmas cake is full of alcohol. I mean, you can it's like Christmas pudding, but we don't set we don't set the cake on fire. We set the Christmas pudding on fire, but um, and they're essentially the same thing. <laughs> so basically, had, Christmas is boozy. I've good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually have my mince pie, um, the filling all done, ready for um, for Christmas Day. So. <laughs> Brian, I think you're outnumbered here, and I, I, I'm not getting answered because I'm not I'm not going to pounce on Lauren. So I think you're. Uh, <laughs> well, that means you're on my side. Fruitcake's pretty bad. I've had some really good fruitcake, and I've had some really bad fruitcake. I think it's one of those things that it could go either way. Like <laughs> lesbian horses. Like Yeah, exactly. They, <laughs> those are the bisexual horses. They're the ones that go either way. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, this really UK figgy pudding, minced meat pies, mince pies, fruitcake, I, I don't get it. I just I, the the only one that I can't comprehend is that the the pie with the fish heads all looking up the stargazy whatever that's called. Jeremy it's looks like, terrified. Yeah, it's like I, a, I've never heard of this, and like I and star, I am slightly terrified. Stargazy pie, I think it's called. Yes, it's like a pie that right. it has fish all around it with their heads looking up out of the pie at the sky. That is stargazy pie. I just yeah. can't. What kind of fish? I don't even know. I don't, not that it matters, because it just sounds wrong either way, but that's my Larry King moment. What kind of fish? <laughs> Is that a European thing or a Wisconsin thing? It's a, it's a corn, it's not a Wisconsin thing. It's a Cornish dish made of baked pilchards, along with eggs and potatoes covered with a pastry crust. And there are a few different variations using various types of fish. Hmm. The fish heads are protruding through the crust so that they appear to be gazing to the stars. Because that's what I want in my meal. It's fish. <laughs> I, well, I like fish. I'm a big uh, fish eater. Fish, but fish staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> but fish that look like they were dreamily staring at the stars when we hacked their heads off and baked them into a pie just doesn't seem appetizing to me. Yeah, that's just the one I can't get behind. Lauren, have you ever had this pie? Or in front of it. No, I haven't. Would no. you have this pie? No. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. No. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of fish. 
Well, that's like eggnog. We have eggnog here in the States, and I'm not a fan of eggnog. I like, it, I like eggnog. It depends on the amount of rum. Uh, yes. Again, I think this is going to be a true. this is going to be a trend, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean eggnog is is one of those things. My girlfriend loves it. My brother loves it. My mother loves it. My brother dr- drinks it with like no alcohol because he has never touched alcohol in his life. And now, have you seen? There's like twelve different flavors of eggnog. Mm-hmm. Like vanilla eggnog and chocolate eggnog and. I don't know. Golden, golden eggnog, yes. What's golden eggnog? Please tell me um, it's not pee. Yeah, it is yellow, um, and I think it might have more um, yolk or something in it. I don't know what makes it golden. I'm very suspicious. Lauren, are you an eggnog drinker? No. I don't think that's something that would appeal to me. I'm not a fan of it either. But I know other people, like, they swear by it. You put some rum and some cinnamon in it, and they love it. Mm-hmm. Or my brother, who just drinks it straight, which is really gross, because he'll buy it, like, in the, that, like, um, what, what, with the half-gallon container and just walk around drinking <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just wrong. No. Jeremy just, I think, went to get some eggnog. <laughs> my wife decided to go shopping and I said, you remember I had that thing at 5 o'clock and she goes, ah, just call me if it picks up so she just woke up she's very crappy <laughs> so I I want to talk about holiday movies or specials or things and and since we have a movie star on who I don't think has been in a, in a Christmas movie yet although the Hallmark Channel is always looking just letting you know. Do you have a, a a favorite Christmas movie or Christmas special that you know? Maybe you just really like it, or maybe it has sentimental value, or just that's a great question. Uh, probably Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I think would be the like the quintessential sort of we watch it every Christmas and sort of a family movie that we watched growing up and my i remember my cousin actually worked on home alone 2 and uh i was up in chicago visiting them like soon after and i thought it was so cool because i was wearing the home alone jacket. that's awesome that is the, yeah that is a fun movie to watch um together um i'll just add a little anecdote here when my grandson was nine um he was in sunday school and he passed the basket to his friend and said, "Keep the change, you can't." <laughs> I I love and, that that part of the movie has become yeah, like a thing. His the Sunday school teacher didn't know the movie, and so she told him he he um, needed to tell God he was sorry. <laughs> and my grandson was just very confused because he wasn't sure how he had to pray for that one. <laughs> so, Please um, forgive but, John Hughes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love I love so much of Home Alone. I love the agency of um, the boy, and I think that that's what is so appealing because I it, I think that every kid would love to be Home Alone. <laughs> and you know, we don't. Um, I don't know if we let them up to their own devices enough anymore. Uh, so you know, that's. 
That's that's great. In fact, when you're, we're writing books for young people, one of the things that you know right away we get rid of the parents. That's why there's so many orphans in books, <laughs> and so many parent missing you know mothers and uh, missing fathers. But because the you know for the the child to be front and center in the story, um, you you, you got to get kind of get rid of the parents and um, yeah. So that's what's so cool. I love the movie Elf. I love. One of my yes, so many scenes mm-hmm. in that movie. And every year, my one of my favorite scenes is when the raccoon attacks him. You know, oh, you need a hug. <laughs> my my only interaction with the movie Elf is you know, Leon Redbone was the the snowman in it and did some of the music, mm-hmm. and apparently was never paid. Oh. And I was a big Leon Redbone fan, um, and I would see he would come the, through Buffalo a lot. So I saw him a couple dozen times in concert. And me being me, I, I don't wait for backstage pay. I just get up and walk backstage at shows because if you look like you belong, you do. And I never get questioned. <laughs> and I was backstage. It was the last time he was in town. A few months before he died, and someone said, "I loved you in Elf," and he went ballistic Whoa, I got to had... watch Leon Redbone go on an F-bomb rant <laughs> yeah awesome. <clears throat> but that, that's a big one um, the company I work for when we were in the office they would do you know they would always try to do different holiday things to engage people and interact people and one of the things they were doing is running movies all day in the break room and like it was all, like, every time I went in there, Elf was on. That was, like, the one that yeah. universally they all went nuts for. And I'm like, you know, where's It's a Wonderful Life? Where's Miracle on 34th Street? No, it's, it's Elf. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, I mean, with, with Will Ferrell, I just love how he just plays it so straight as if nothing is ever funny. I mean, he did the same in that in that other, in another movie, Stranger Than Fiction which I really thought he should have gotten some kind of an award for. I think, I think he was overlooked in that one. But, um, yeah, so I think sometimes um, comedic actors make really, really good serious actors. They actually tend to make the best dramatic actors. <laughs> um, and I've actually heard people say it's because there's nothing more difficult in entertainment than comedy. Yeah, yeah. And if you can make people laugh, you can make them do anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is amazing, but then again, I never saw Groucho Marx do any heart wrenching roles. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Harpo did though. You know, he mm-hmm. actually did. Okay. Um, in a in a live television film, which was which was amazing. Um, he actually played a mute in it, unlike the Harpo character who you suspected might be mute but weren't sure. He played a, a deaf mute who was a, a storm mannequin display. Mm. And he witnessed a robbery or a murder. Yeah. And then the police were out to, uh, the killers were out to get him, and he had to get to the police and try to be the only witness to this murder. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know, we just saw um, Chevy Chase in National Lampoon, 
and you know, I I just love this idea of this man that so much is happening, and he's always positive, you know, and looking at the bright side. It's like, why can't we all be a Griswold, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it is. It, it is. Yeah. Wow. I have to, I have to admit, I've never seen Elf. Oh. I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. There's something about him that annoys me, so I've never watched the movie. I, I know I have to. I know I have to see it because well, you do now. it's a classic, yeah. You, does he annoy you from other things you've seen him in? No, I don't know what it is, but I had the same okay. thing. You know, speaking of, of uh, comedic actors doing serious roles, I had the same thing with Adam Sandler. Like, Adam Sandler oh. drives me crazy, but I saw... What was the movie that was sort like was it Punch Drunk Love? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and, I, and he did like so good in there, not being the goofy Adam Sandler character. So I do realize I need to see Elf. It's on my got to yeah. see it list. I just haven't yet. In fact, your sixth graders will insist that you see. Oh yeah, they know. They know all this stuff. They're always quoting the movie, and I just feel like such a loser left out because I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I love. That... Oh, go ahead. Go. Well, I just was going to say, I find that a lot of the movies that I love to see are um, wish fulfillment movies. You know, like I love the movie The Holiday, where they, um, you know, swap houses. And it's, um, they get what they want, but not in a way that it was expected. And the one line from that movie that I love is when the, the older man is telling Kate Winslet's character, you know, you're a you're leading lady. And you're playing the role of a best friend. <laughs> and he, you know, and, and it's about finding the music of your life, like this bit where they're, you know, what music fits the movie, what music fits Jaws, what, mu- what music fits all these others. And, and I think it's the two things. It's like being the, the lead in your own life and what is the music of your life. So... Well, you know that's sad because I'm from the I was born in the '70s, so the music of my life would be the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. So take that, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine is currently Coco Melon and Baby Shark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll get I'll get the earworm now. <laughs> oh well. Baby Shark, do 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 do. Baby Shark, do 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 do. I heard so much about that song before I actually heard it. And I was like, wow, this is actually, I see what they're saying about this song. Yeah. They do actually have different hand movements for each shark. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so do I. Detailed. <laughs> yeah, you got a hand movement. Kurt, what about you? Holiday movie that really means something to you or you just loved or is a tradition for you? Uh, I, I, I wrote down a bunch. I have a bunch. Uh, the, my tradition one, and nobody else is going to have this one, is the movie Santa Claus, but it's the Mystery Science Theater 3000 version. <laughs> like, I wow. love, I love Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's a nostalgic thing for me. So that that is my holiday tradition, is the movie Santa Claus. Really bad Mexican oh, Christmas movie. Oh, the Mexican one with... Yes, uh... where Santa fights the devil. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's so bad, but that is my my tradition. But my other tradition, and this is one that everybody always debates, is Die Hard. Die Hard to me has always been a Christmas movie. It is to me. That, that's a hill that I'm willing to die on. That is a Christmas movie, 100. <laughs> percent 
you know, it's a, you know, I haven't watched Die Hard in so many years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. What is it that he yells? My son to Die Hard. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yippee, yes, that's it. That's it. Or, yeah. or Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon, if you're watching it on TV. <laughs> Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Yep. <laughs> uh, there was a debate recently on our Twitter page, and I'm trying to pull it up about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. And my brother says it's not a Christmas movie because it oh, just happens. The one that doesn't drink. Yeah, the one who doesn't drink. And I think his main reason by for saying it wasn't is because Al never got to enjoy the cupcakes with his wife. <laughs> I guess I could see that, but it's a Christmas movie. Totally a Christmas movie. Lauren, what about you? Is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, <clears throat> Hans Gruber falls on the ground as the clock strikes midnight, so yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> The the debate has been has been nope. solved in the simplest way. Yeah. yeah, Alan Rickman falls off the building on Christmas Day. Therefore, it is a Christmas movie. Yes, I love Alan. I loved Alan Rickman. I saw him on the street of New York once, and it was like, you know, I had just seen him in the play Seminar, oh, okay. and then seeing him outside, it was just like a cool moment. You know, there's an old movie I like too, The Bishop's Wife. It's 1947. Yes, Cary Grant, right? Yeah, and um, there's a line in that movie where um, the little girl, Debbie, wants to go play, uh, she wants a snowball fight with the boys. And um, the mother doesn't want her to go, and Cary Grant intervenes and says, oh, you go, go ahead, you can play. And the mother says, but you'll get hurt. She might get hurt. And Cary Grant says, yes, she will get hurt, but she'll have fun. <clears throat> and I thought, oh, that is such a cool... Um, cool uh, thing to say and I was trying to think like all the times like what did I do when I got hurt but boy did I have fun oh three brothers three boys grown up in the house I could tell you a million of them we did terrible things (laughs) (laughs) we were the same way I had two brothers and a sister and we lit the front yard on fire by accident trying to light our skateboard ramp on fire and jump the dad got blamed for it for years (laughs) Probably cause her divorce. And me and my <laughs> older brother once had a lightsaber fight with steak knives. Ooh. That was a good one. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Our fights were usually those dish towel snaps. Ooh. I, can, I, I have four siblings and I could get them to cry. <laughs> if you could make them cry. Of course, they're a lot younger, but still I thought it was fair. <laughs> Those hey, things if, are deadly, man. When you snap them the right way... Yeah. Dip yeah. a little water in the end of it so it's like a red tail. Oh, yeah. You got to wet it. You got to wet, wet it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, what about yeah. you? A better. We got to talk better. holiday movie, Lauren, before we talk about violence on our siblings anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think um, I, because they were on tally all the time, you know, so it's got to be a sort of lavish period drama i mean that's that's what's on the telly all the time with um well most of the time but then there was a period in the 90s where indiana jones was any time there was a holiday whether it was easter a bank holiday or christmas it was indiana jones so now that's a christmas movie in the in wales indiana jones is now a christmas movie 
Well, yeah, but I think Home Alone is is one that I I sort of fondly remember because I I mean it was it was I remember the toys, you know, you'd see the toys in Home Alone and then they'd be in in the catalogue where you could buy them and everything. Like the Talkman, everybody doesn't remember it, but it's the little recorder that he has. There was uh, one for boys called Talk Boy and then Talk Girl was a pink one. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think Miracle on 34th Street, that's the one we went to see with the school and we were all given badges. That was fun because the mm-hmm. badges said um, that we believed and, and that was fun. A lot of the Christmas movies had Mara Wilson in them. Oh. She was big, she's a big staple of the nineties. But yeah, period I envy, dramas and I envy Lauren this, and the, the 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 three Americans here with me will understand this. Lauren, being in Wales, is completely and totally unfamiliar with the film A Christmas Story. <laughs> I was just thinking nobody brought that up yet. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, that's a good one. For those of us in the states, Lauren, I'm not kidding. There are two networks that play it two days nonstop mm-hmm. during the holiday season. My, we have a new neighbor across the street, and he's an, he's unmarried. He's I don't know early thirties, and he has the lampshade. Oh, the leg lamp. The leg, the leg lamp. <laughs> I just found out that a lot of that was filmed not far from where I live. Interestingly enough. Really? And I'm like, well, those are places I can avoid. <laughs> I have nothing against the film. I love Bob Clark. Uh, I love almost everything Bob Clark did. Which it's not his first Christmas movie, people. Just want you to remember that. He also mm-hmm. made Black Christmas, the horror film. Uh, Black Christmas I've never seen. I need, I'd like to see that one. But, um, you know... I just love the story behind A Christmas Story that the only reason it got made was an agreement that he would make Porky's 2. Really? (laughs) They wanted a sequel to Porky's so bad, and he didn't want to do it. And they're like, we'll let you do whatever you want. He goes, well, I got this little Christmas movie nobody wants me to make. Because, you know, they only play in theaters for a week, and then they're gone. Back then, no one wanted them. He agreed to do Porky's too so we could make a Christmas story. I think they made out in the long run on that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Although Porky's <laughs> to the next day is a great sequel. <laughs> I still have my Red Rider BB gun that my buddy bought me like 10 years ago as a joke. <laughs> I still use it. Did you ever shoot his eye out? What's that? I, I have not shot anyone's eye out. Although I used to, uh, I used to have, like, we play paintball a lot, so I'd have my paintball gun. And I remember <laughs> I came home one night we were having a party, and I took my paintball gun from the from the front door, through the kitchen, through the living room. My brother was on the porch, and he had a beer in his hand, and and I shot the beer out of his hand with my paintball gun from the other side of the house, and it was pretty awesome. That is pretty <laughs> awesome. That is good. But I also did not shoot his eye out. I just shot his beer out of his hand. <laughs> my, one of the grandchildren is getting um, a big, I think it's a big paintball gun. But I said to my daughter, well, who's that for? She said, it's mine. And she points <laughs> and says, get out of the house. Get to school. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite Christmas, it's not a movie, but it's a Christmas special. And 
I traumatized Lauren with this last year because she had never no, you heard did. of it. You and horrible pet. And I made her watch it because it's available on YouTube and elsewhere. It's the 1977 classic. And you're all going to think I'm lying at first, but... Star Wars Christmas special? No. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. <laughs> the single greatest holiday special ever made. And Lauren is still traumatized because I made her watch it. Oscar the Grouch nearly kills Big Bird. Yes, Big Bird he almost dies. Murder. Yeah. But does he? No, he no, survives. He does not. But then it ends on a cliffhanger where Big Bird goes psychotic again. It has it a is song. on YouTube. I'm gonna have to watch this. It is wonderful. It's and it's got all the sweet, happy holiday stuff, and it's got a whole side section of the story that is the gift of the Magi with Bert and Ernie, which is a little creepy to begin with if you think about it, but <laughs> Oscar goes on like a this big swearing jag that is censored out by a, a passing subway car, but you know he starts out by saying motherfucker because that's what you see his mouth say. <laughs> um, he, Oscar sings a song. It's a big production number in the middle of it called I Hate Christmas, which includes the line about Santa, I'll tell him where to stuff his toys. Wow. <laughs> and Big Bird nearly dies. All right. I mean, it is... Sounds awesome. It is I'm writing this wonderful. down. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. This sounds great. But don't be traumatized, because it is also incredibly <laughs> sweet and tender and wonderful. But my mother started that tradition, and that's the only holiday tradition we still have, is that all of us will watch Christmas Eve on Sesame Street every year and call each other laughing. Because the Christmas older we Eve. got, the more nasty we realized it was. That's hilarious. It is an absolutely wonderful. And if you haven't seen it, you should. Lauren, I'm sorry, but it's wonderful. <laughs> Big Bird also utters a line that might be the filthiest thing ever said on Sesame Street. Oh, God. Where he says, I think I froze my giblets. <laughs> but phenomenal special. You all should watch Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. The classic. Oh, I'm looking for it. <laughs> it, it. It should be available on YouTube. It always was. Um, what about... We touched a little bit on holiday foods. And Kurt's grandmother's house. Obviously the waffles and French toast that children will not eat in Florida. <laughs> what... Fruit cake... But when you think of the whole holiday season, Christmas, New Year's, everything wrapped into one, what's the food you think of? Because I think of wings being in Buffalo, but that's what I think of every day. <laughs> you think of wings all the time. Christmas wings, New Year's wings. Yeah. Tuesday wings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think of, um, I can go back to when I first started dating my husband and Christmas Eve at his house, and it was very traditional Italian with um, all of this food, like, that I had never heard of and could not eat. Um, you know, the smelts, the um, this sweet macaroni, um, spaghetti with tuna fish sauce. And mm. It, mm. it's interesting because, um, you know, as the years went by, I found myself, like, right now I'm very hungry for the tuna fish. <laughs> The tuna fish. I'm I'm really intrigued by the spaghetti with tuna fish sauce. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's red sauce, but um, you use tuna fish, and you use the canned tuna fish in the yellow cans. And that's what Nona always said, yellow cans. <laughs> hmm. See, I'm an anchovy freak. I, I, I'm, yeah. I love anchovies. I will put anchovies on salads, on eggs, on pizza, everything. And I put anchovies in pasta sauce, but never tuna fish. Yeah, yeah. I can see from the salt with the anchovies. Yeah, how that how that might work. But um, and so one year when my son came home, my son lives in Scotland, and when he and his uh, wife came home. He insisted he really wanted that traditional Christmas Eve, you know. And so, um, you know, let's see, Nona passed um, like about 15 years ago, but now my husband's parents are still alive, they're 93 and 94. And so, they did their best, it was quite a feast. Were they able to find the yellow cans? Uh, well, they're just bumblebee cans, but you know, most of the cans are white. And the yellow cans are like three times as much money. <laughs> so, and the other thing is, Joe's grandmother, um, she was she was born here. To um, her parents um, had come from Italy. She was born here, but when she was six years old, um, her mother she went to school one day, and then her mother made her stay home to help because they didn't think school was that important uh, for wow. girls. And it was more important for her to learn how to take care of a house and a family. And so she got married at 13. And she never learned to read or to write. Um, And so at 14, she had her first child. But so when she's saying the yellow cans, she couldn't read what was on the can. That was, um, you know, so it's just, it's kind of a neat, a neat story. But a, ta- a typical Italian Christmas. I'm mm-hmm. kind of digging that idea. Mm-hmm. I think that might be my next tradition starting next year. Okay. What, what about you, Jeremy? What a, Christmas food or holiday food? Now, now Christmas food is, is definitely deep fried turkey. Uh, my mm-hmm. wife's dad makes it like every holiday. And, it, and once you've had deep fried turkey, like he injects it with like a Cajun seasoning. And it just keeps all the moisture in, and it's like the most amazing thing in the world. And once you've had it, you really can't go back. Uh, like my sister, my sister was having Thanksgiving this year at the same time that my wife's parents were having it. And I was like, "There's, there, there, it's not even a choice. I'm going to go have the deep fried turkey. It's, it's not about family at this point. No, it's about who has the better food." Mm-hmm. Lauren, what about you? Oh, um, I have to say, pigs in blankets. Mm. But in Wales, it's probably an actual pig wrapped up it's in a really quilt. It's really a pig in a blanket. <laughs> no. You snuggle with it, or? No. We ha- no, no, in Wales, it's sheep. Oh, yeah, right. It's yeah. always sheep in Wales. <laughs> Not pigs. But are you talking, like, the traditional, like, you know, cocktail sausages yes. in the blanket, or, like, the big old uh, family size? No, the cocktail sausages. So an appetizer. Yeah, Brian. What, you what, what are you? What are you doing full size hot dogs for, buddy? Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes you're lonely. <laughs> I make you a know. whole pile of them, and then I do snuggle with them. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm the Kurt. Um, what, <laughs> what about you? Holiday food. Honestly, 
it used to be just like your usual ham, you know, that stuff. Jeez. But after, yeah, after my, my grandmother passed away, uh, my friend Aaron and his family would have me come over for Christmas. And their thing was something called Belgian Trip. I don't know if you've ever had Belgian Trip. It is like a sausage. It's like a bratwurst-sized big jumbo hot dog that is made with sauerkraut inside of it. Yum. And they gave it to me one year, and I was going to try it. I put it in my refrigerator, and when I went in the refrigerator the next morning, it smelled like something farted and died in my refrigerator. And I'm like, I am not going to eat this crap. I'm just not. So I threw it out. And then they had me over the following Christmas to try it f- fresh. And it was really good. It, it's it's one of those things that it smells like ass, but it is just so good. And now that is my Christmas traditional food is I go over by their house for Belgian trip and uninvited and and brandy slush. And that's that is that's it. Brandy slush. <laughs> I can- that is a Wisconsin thing. Everybody has brandy slush at for for Christmas. And what, is, what is, is that? Just just brandy. It's, just it's brandy like a, with crushed ice. Yeah, it's like a snow cone you get drunk on, basically. Susan, are we going to do rum slushes? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm writing all these things down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Wow. I. Uh... I'm shocked by the whole brandy slush thing in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I thought it was all beer over there, like, you know. No, no, no. It's beer and brandy. <laughs> well, other than wings, you know. I had nights like that in high school. Yeah. <laughs> beer and But then Brandy's dad found out and things got Yeah, bad. and I just looked this up, and according to the California brandy maker Corbell, Wisconsin is responsible for drinking over half of their brandy. So, Brandy, she's a fine girl. She is. That's something to be proud of, Wisconsin. One of my favorite '70s songs too. If I if I had to live through that much winter, I think I would drink a lot. Exactly. That's why. Hey, you were you were a northerner at one point, were you not? You know, I was, and then I thought I missed it. I was from Chicago originally, (laughs) and uh, it was funny because when I moved down to Florida, everybody's like, "You have a really weird accent." At the time, I was was like, "No, I don't." You know, just because I like the Bears and my, you know. Michael Stan thinks Dick is like gossip. Uh, and I didn't realize like how thick my accent was until I went back like years later. And I was talking to my uncle. And he really was like the epitome of uh, like that skit that they do on SNL, the super fans. I'm like, Jerry, you know, Dick is going to do it this year. They're going to go back to the Super Bowl. And all he would eat is meat. That's all he ate. Like we went to Arigato's one time, which is like, you know, they cook on the grill in front of you. And he just ordered, like, three courses of meat. And he's like, uh, I don't want any rice, no veggies, none of the noodles, just uh, just the beef. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I, I went to school in Virginia for two years, and I realized that, um, you know, winter isn't that fun. I like visiting winter. <laughs> so, I, uh, I don't get the whole uh, not liking winter thing. Maybe it's because I've always had it. Like, I once was in Florida during the holiday season, and it just was the freakiest thing to me. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Like, right now, I, I think when we went to that Christmas brunch, I think it was like 80-some degrees. 
and I wore like a heavy red shirt and I was like sweating outside. Um, so that part's weird. Like I, I really enjoy going up north. You know, like we, we were trying to plan a trip this year for the holidays. Um, Buffalo. <clears throat> Not Buffalo. Um, I do want to try those wings. Though. That does sound amazing. But your wife's forbid you from coming ever since she saw the snuggle pillow. <laughs> She's just worried for my safety. Yeah, we'd there'd be search parties out looking for him. <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, to me, and it doesn't have to necessarily be snow and everything. Because, like, this year in Buffalo, it's going to be 50 degrees on Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was snowing a couple days ago, but it's going to be 50 degrees on Christmas. But I, I just couldn't deal with, like, like palm trees and sun during the holiday season. It just just doesn't seem it's just wrong. When you get to go when you get to go play like volleyball on the beach like the day after Christmas or on New Year's Day, it's it's not so bad. I I love snow. I just I miss like when I was in Virginia, I didn't see the sun for like 6 months. So if I had 3 days off of school, I would literally drive home and go to the beach in like December. <laughs> <laughs> you just know you get used to being in the sun, like seeing the sun and the sky. So obviously so. not California, where you can't see anything. I love California. Well, there goes that theory. Yeah, I've just pooped on California and I'm like <laughs> shot down. I know. Well, I mean, I, every time I've been out there, it's been like 80 degrees and just gorgeous and no rain and. I no humidity, I, which I really love because we have lots of humidity in Florida. I could handle Vegas Christmas, I think. I don't know. I wouldn't be outside. I mean, there's these things called casinos. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't even know what time it was. It's just wonderful. That's true. Suspension That's true. of disbelief. <laughs> and if you dyed your beard, you could totally you could totally play Santa. Mm-hmm. I, I was offered a job in Florida as a uh, Hagrid at uh, the Harry Potter park. I was surprised you didn't oh, take it. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, come on. I can't handle when it's 50 degrees here. You think I'm going to handle it in 120 <laughs> in that outfit? Not happening. We want you to stand outside and talk to the children. It's like, no, no, no. no. It's 110 degrees outside. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you, is holiday changed the way you view it? Well, Susan, I'll start with you. Now that your kids are grown, obviously it's a completely different season for you. But what about your, your, your mental state and your attitude towards the holidays? Has that changed, or is it still the same? Oh, I don't know. I think that I'm, you know, still about... 12, 13, 14, but I just don't look it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I still get um, excited about the holidays. I think that um, gift giving has gotten over the top compared to what it was like when I was growing up. Um, and, but, um, yeah, no, I think that it's, uh, I still have, I, you know, I still have, that same um, excitement about it. You still do the tree and the decorations? Yeah, yeah. Well, I watch my husband do them. Yeah, well, 
Absolutely. (laughs) Jeremy, what about you? Now that you have kids that are so young, and and both of them now can understand the whole Santa Claus and Christmas thing, how has that changed for you? We have lots of fun with it. I do miss being a kid during the holidays. I can say that, because that's the best, you know. Um, Seeing my kids now, though, during the holidays is pretty awesome. Like, we do the whole Elf on the Shelf thing, and, uh, you know, well, the Elf comes. At a certain, but my wife loves putting up the tree. Like, like I think this year she did the day after Thanksgiving, and she started taking the tree out. And I, I was kind of like, you know, just chill for a couple days, you know. So I let I let her put the tree. Hey, up this Kurt, year. did you catch that? Susan's mm-hmm. husband puts up the tree. Jeremy's wife puts up the tree. <laughs> Jeremy, is your, is your elf naughty or nice? Uh, a little bit of both. They get a little naughty sometimes. Uh, in fact, there's there's one thing that the devil is definitely going to do uh, before he leaves. That's probably going to upset my son. <laughs> yeah, my my granddaughter had to write a letter to the um, to Santa to tell the elf that the elf was not allowed upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> is the elf like the clown in Poltergeist or something? Does he like terrify the kid? Amazing. Um, my daughter teaches fifth grade, and um, the elf showed up in a, in a kid's lunchbox. And you can't touch the elf, or the elf loses its magic. And so here's the kid, like, <gasps> and he's putting, like, gloves on. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, these some of these elves are quite naughty. <laughs> Our elf gets into a little bit of trouble every once in a while. Kurt, is your elf naughty? Don't have an elf. Uh, Yet. The tree you see behind me, that flannel tree that Krista gave me that I do the podcast with, that is my only Christmas tree I have. I don't put up a Christmas tree. I'm not a Christmassy person, really. So, that's your tree, so obviously Kurt's in the artificial tree category. (laughs) Yes. Jeremy, artificial or real tree? We have an artificial tree, and it's... uh... Man, it's tall. It's uh, 12, or, 12 or 15 feet. Wow. And, uh, well, we, we have, like, an open-to-below living room, so it looks small where it is now. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, you got to get the big ladder out to, to do this tree. Shaq's got to come to put the star on it. Yeah, and, yeah. it's a very <laughs> large tree. Susan, real or artificial? Oh, I love having a real tree, but I... After getting sick so many Christmases in a row, I found out I'm allergic to the pine trees. And I was wondering, why am I always sick at Christmas? Um, but the, the star is actually an angel that my son made in preschool. So my son is all grown up now. And when he was away at, um, at college, he was um, in Scotland going to grad school, I took a picture of the um, angel and I sent it to him, and I said, and the subject line was, she misses you. Aww. And I got, I was, got so scolded, don't ever send me <laughs> a subject line like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I don't know what, I don't know, there may have been something else going on there, I don't know. <laughs> wow. See, I don't, I don't have a tree up either. Um, I, we, I have one. It's an artificial tree. It's a small one. I live in a small apartment. But, see, the problem is I have this cat that thinks it's her home. 
and everything in it belongs to her, and it's only good if it can be destroyed. Yeah. I say that's a great reason to put it up. That's, yeah. <laughs> she is, um, she's, she's a Christmas miracle. She will destroy everything. <laughs> and yet she's still the sweetest cat in the world, like the most affectionate, but then she will just destroy everything and look right at you doing it the whole time. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. That's what I love about cats. They just don't listen. Oh, she listens. <laughs> she just doesn't care. <laughs> what about uh, New Year's? Is New Year's a bigger deal for you or, or Christmas? I mean, or... Kurt's shaking his head like, nah, I don't give a shit. No, I was never, even back in my drinking days, I was never a, a New Year's Eve person. Too many people out. Every place is too crowded. Yeah, New Year's, when I was a drinker, New Year's pissed me off because I couldn't get to the bar. Exactly. It took exactly. too long to get a drink. Yeah. I'm I'm home on New Year's. Always have been. Um, you know, I just, we cook at home. We're having a drink. Make that at home. But, um, yeah, we make pasta, like, by hand. So Growing up, when I was a kid growing up, I had much more of a New Year's tradition with my family than I did with, with, with <laughs> Christmas. I mean, other than the tree and the whole, you know, Christmas dinner thing. But New Year's was, and I'm dating, well, I'm dating all of us here, but it was Dick Clark's New Year's Eve special. You had to watch the ball drop. You had to do all that. Lauren, you didn't have the Dick Clark special in Wales. I mean, what did you guys do on New Year's? Um, I, I think we had, I mean, you know, the musician Jules Holland, he'd have a party, um, uh, um, on every year and we'd watch that and then when midnight struck they televised the um, the fireworks from London yeah. it's no Dick Clark yeah. no what? But, but Big Ben isn't chiming for anything else other than New Year's or Remembrance Sunday at the moment so that's it's pretty yeah. special we, we have a couple of traditions for New Year's um my uh, step-grandparents, you'd always put coins on the windowsills to bring money in. And so that has morphed into um, putting the largest denomination outside. <laughs> I always put a rock on it, and I never tell anybody where I put it. But like, I usually like hide like a hundred bills somewhere in the, you know, where I'm going to put that out on. Uh, <laughs> he's taking no, no. What city are you in? <laughs> and, then, um, and the other tradition is and this comes from um, Joe's family is you eat pork on New Year's because you want to go push forward you don't want to scratch like a chicken and move and move backward or be a cow and you know they have all those stomachs all that chewing so we do pork roast and um, put money outside. And we call around. We all call around saying, did you put your money out? Did you put your money out? So. That's so cool. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. No, I've never heard of that tradition. Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm, I, once I, I tried looking it up because I thought since, um, you know, they were, my step-grandparents were very English, that maybe it came <laughs> like one of those, you know, English an English tradition. But I've never found um, yet where it originated. So your whole family puts money outside. Yes. And you all, all live in the same out. town. 
No, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Sorry. It'd be more worth your while if, like, the whole family lived in the same yeah, town. Then it would. <laughs> probably cover your flight. I don't... <laughs> it would. <laughs> What what about what about you, Jeremy? Any any New Year's traditions, especially with young you know, I kids? Used to have, I used to have parties every New Year's, and I was I'm, I was never really much for going out on New Year's for the same reasons you guys listed because I I'm not into crowds. I'd like give me a dive bar over a club any day, even when I was younger. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd usually have a bunch of friends over, and sometimes their parents would come along, and uh, like my, my one buddy's mom used to make us empanadas and ceviche and and um, but now it's it's just pretty quiet. I think we trying to think. Uh, last year, I think my wife's parents took the kids, and we still. I think we went out that night for dinner, had a couple drinks, and then just chilled out at home and 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 had some champagne. Do, do you make it to midnight now? I think I do. I think I do. I, I know there. I, I know there was one year that I, I was just like. It was probably two or three years ago, and I was just like, at ten o'clock, I, I'm like, I'm going to bed. I, I, you know, I'm done with this year. I have not <laughs> seen a midnight on New Year's in at least a decade. Yeah, really. I'm thinking it, I'm thinking it was the '90s for me. Yeah, I well, just. I, sorry, I was up last year because I wanted to make sure 2020 left. <laughs> It yeah, because we all thought 2021 yeah. was going to be so much better. I think the last one I made it to midnight was why the Y2K when people were worried about the Y2K stuff, and I was waiting to see if <laughs> what was going to happen with that. Yeah. Turns out nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I just I, every year I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make it to midnight this year. Now it, it hasn't <laughs> happened in, in at least a decade, and it's it's. I oh, the cat's already starting to attack things on the shelf now. It's a good thing there's no elf here. That cat would probably be like attacking. The it. elf would be dead. It would be gutting the elf. Elf's head dead would elf. be at my bedside the next day. Look what I did, Daddy. <laughs> like in the Godfather. Yeah, the elf's head is in the bed on top of my uh, my snuggle pillow. <laughs> cat, your cat better not touch that. Cat doesn't go near it. Cat knows its place. But I. It's funny. We were. I got some comments on our site when we were talking about doing the holiday special. That a lot of people, and for some reason, a lot of people who listen to our show in particular, I guess, are just miserable, depressed people who hate the holidays. <laughs> See, I, I've always loved the holidays. I, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm carrying on a lot of the traditions that like my parents did, and and for me, it's not about gifts or anything like that. Like I, I probably like Thanksgiving more than I like Christmas just because mm-hmm. it's just family and you don't have to worry about gift giving and all that um, football and food. yeah I really enjoy the holidays just for you know for time with the family yeah See, I tend to get holiday depression but not to the point where other people who just despise and hate the holidays mm-hmm. I because you it. haven't seen the sun in four months it could be because I haven't <laughs> seen the sun in four months but then I think to myself, at it's, least it's I'm not seasonal, in Wisconsin. Seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> That's why you're sad. I, there's something about holidays. A lot of it's depressing to me for some reason or other. But, And it's not the family thing. It's not the everybody being happy thing. But 
there are things that I still love about it. I love watching Christmas Eve on Sesame Street when that bird almost dies every year. <laughs> I mean, that to me is wonderful. It's like the Grinch. Who doesn't love the original Grinch with Boris Karloff narrating, right? Yep. You got to turn it off with five minutes to go so he never turns good. It's a much better special that way. (laughs) (laughs) I know it defeats the purpose, but much better if you turn it off with five minutes to go. That's uh, That's my take on it. But as a whole, do you... um, Do you get the holiday blahs, Kurt? I don't know if I would say I get the holiday blahs, but it's just what what I think it is with me. Like, if I had kids, it would be totally different, but I don't. But I think a lot of it with me is that I was, you know, born in 1970. So, to me, Christmas, I'm very nostalgic for Christmas in the 70s. I'm very nostalgic for like we talked about being snowed in with your family the days before the internet, the days before cell phones, when you would have to sit around and play board games. Like I'm super nostalgic for Christmas when I was a kid. And I, I think that's why I just don't like it now is because it's not like that anymore. And I think some of it is the stress of gifts of, of that stuff. But that's why I prefer Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving too is my favorite holiday. Like I love Thanksgiving, but I don't think I get blah because I do like the things you said. I like my my specials, my my Charlie Brown Christmas, my Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, all that stuff that I watch. I love what Christmas stands for to other people. I guess if that makes any sense. But I don't find myself blah during it. I just find myself missing the way it used to be. Do you think it's too commercialized? Because it was commercialized no. when we were kids. It was that's that's what the Charlie Brown Christmas special was about. It was about how commercialized Christmas was. But I I don't think it's any more commercialized. I think like Halloween is a hundred times more commercialized now than it was when we were kids. You know, but I don't think Christmas necessarily is. That's a good point. Halloween is far more commercialized, but that was because. Carpenter's movie Halloween is what made Halloween such a tradition. Mm-hmm. I mean, before mm-hmm. that, it wasn't that big a deal. Uh, now it is. Christmas, yeah, everyone will talk about the commercialization of Christmas. I'm like, it always was. That's all it ever yeah. was. Toy commercials for four months for us to bug our parents about. And oh god, getting getting the ca- the uh, catalog in the mail when I was a kid with the Christmas toys. You know, like it was totally commercialized. Well, that and isn't the current Santa Claus? Wasn't he created by Coca Cola? Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's back that's, in the... that's why he's his outfit is red is because it was Coca Cola's colors, red and white. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's more commercialized either. I think it's just... I think as a society, we have less personal interaction with each other. Yes. That makes Christmas seem a little bit different. But at the same time, look at the technology we have now. You know, the five of us are all all over the world talking together right now. And this is something people can do now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to kind of bring the Christmas spirit back, or do you think it'll cause like the great fights that families used to have around the table? <laughs> Except now you'll all be thousands of miles away. <laughs> <laughs> we still have some good ones, <laughs> and I fondly remember those. I mean, I had some horribly traumatic experiences as a kid at like holiday meals. 
that I will never forget till the day I die. Horrible things that were said to, to, to people and said to me. And I, my grandmother, who I affectionately referred to her entire life as Mecha Godzilla because you couldn't kill her. <laughs> Some people are just pure evil. <laughs> and the more evil they are, the like... Pure evil. You, you can't. This woman outlived, like, everybody. And... She beat cancer like four times, several strokes, heart attacks, pneumonia like five times in her 80s and in like late 80s. You couldn't okay. kill her. And then one day she just said, yeah, I think I'm done. Dead the next day. <laughs> but she was horrible to me my whole life. I mean, she would say the most vicious, nasty, rotten thing. She was drunk usually. <laughs> wow. So these are childhood memories of mine. But at the same time, I look back and I'm like, I, I kind of... I kind of miss that interaction. In retrospect, it's kind of I funny. I miss drunk grandma saying yeah. mean things to me. Maybe on next Christmas. year, maybe next Christmas, we can all get drunk and say mean things to you on uh, Skype. Yeah, if I would have known. <laughs> Jeremy's like, I have already got a list of things to say. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny that you say that because we used to, when we were kids, we always went to our aunt and uncle's house, and they were very wealthy. And I remember very specifically, my parents were always in an argument on the drive home from holidays from their house because it was like, no matter what, they couldn't, you know, rise up to like what their family did for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I remember very specifically, like being in the back of the car and just listening to my parents argue every time we went over there for Christmas because of all the things that you know, they had or whatever, you know, it would just put like, put my parents in like a bad but, mood. But yet you went every year, right? Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's you the know, thing. You make, a, you make a point because I, as a kid, I don't remember the, the fight over if you, you know, happy holiday versus Merry Christmas. You know, I don't remember, um, anyone worrying when the decorations went up at the mall like I and the commercialization and I I just don't remember it being made a big deal of until more recent years well I think that's with everything though isn't it you know I think the internet's created this whole thing where people are just angry about everything and anything and it kind of gets some attention if they you know just like the happy holidays or merry Christmas it's like it's such a ridiculous debate. Yeah. It's like, and say what you want to say. and Exactly. People you know? don't let you say what you want to say. And so, right. anyway. Yeah, they, they, people want to get mad over everything. And, it, and it's great because everything is now, you know, political extremes left and right. So people say that we can't get together because we'll fight over politics. Well, you fought over everything. We fought over everything years ago. Politics never entered into it, but we all still wanted to strangle each other at those holiday meals. <laughs> it could have been about the Lions game. Who knows? But, you know, or drunk grandma. <laughs> no. But you need that, I think, because when you were telling that story, Jeremy, there was a smile across your face about, I remember listening to him fight the whole time. <laughs> at the time, it's traumatic and terrible, yeah. but years later, you look back at it and go, that's kind of fun. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like she said, you know, with a little bit of time, it all becomes funny. I mean, we, we laugh about, you know, when, when my family gets together now, we laugh about a lot of the stuff that we went through when we were younger. And, 
Yeah, like throwing my brother outside naked and dangling his underwear in the window. And... <laughs> He'll never get over that. I think all three of us. I think all three of us got locked out in our underwear one time, and my mom had to come home. Oh. We got locked in the garage somehow, <laughs> and then we. I think we sent my oldest brother to the neighbor's house because we used to hang out in our underwear like that was our thing. Like we didn't have, we didn't we didn't wear pajamas. We just wore our whitey tighties, you know. <laughs> and we all got locked in the garage somehow. We locked ourselves out, and my brother I think had to run to the neighbor's house in his underwear to go get the neighbor to call my mom. <laughs> I wanna the good old days before cell phones. <laughs> I, I just want to know why you all went to the garage in your underwear. I think we had a duck at the time, so this duck had, had, was injured, and we so that it was the smartest animal I've, I think we've ever had. But my dad used to always bring home like injured animals, so like, I mean, we always had some sort of animals—squirrels or ducks—or like one time he brought home a snake that he thought had been like run over because it was like belly was expanded, and he put it in a big crate and then the next morning there was like 300 snakes because it was pregnant <laughs> <laughs> but this duck got had been shot in the wing so we kept it over the winter and it used to be able to unlock its own cage and it would come peck on the door for cheerios it loved cheerios how so did you find out it was cheerios the duck. the duck was probably knocking on the garage door and we probably went to go hang out with it so and, it was an attached uh, garage duck probably locked it up. okay What's that? Uh, it was an attached yes. garage. Okay, see, I, you know, right. I was thinking the garage, which is another fun Christmas story that just popped into my head that I can't believe I forgot. Woke up Christmas morning once. I was probably seven years old. We looked out the window, and our garage had collapsed on the car. Because <laughs> there was like seven feet of snow that night in Buffalo. <laughs> and it was an old, like, 1974 Monte Carlo. There wasn't a scratch on the car. Shoveled wow. the snow off, got the roof off, pulled it out, and nothing wrong with the car. But, yeah, I mean, because I was imagining, why would I have gone outside in the underwear to go to the garage? I would have had to at least put pants on and go outside. But, no, if it's attached, ah, fuck it, stay in your underwear. Our garage was attached. Yeah. So, Jeremy, my mom, liked will pick up and will take care of injured animals. And one time, um, she told my, she heard, saw an injured pup alongside the road. And so she told my stepfather to pull over, and they got a blanket out of the back of the car, and they got the pup, and they wrapped the dog up, and uh, put it in the back of the car, and took it to the vet, and, you know, we probably waited their turn, put the dog on the table, and the vet's like, ma'am, that's not a dog, it's a coyote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just love this story. I just keep... I wasn't That's there. Awesome. It I still needed help. What's that? It still needed help. Well, yeah, and I just imagined this coyote thinking, okay, she thinks I'm a dog. Play cool, play cool, play cool. So how did the duck let you know that it was Cheerios that it wanted? You know, looking back, I guess it was just knocking. But I guess, in general, we gave it Cheerios when it knocked on the door, so, um, yeah. So you decide yeah. as Cheerios. We're getting to the bottom of this now, Jeremy. I was just a child. I was just a child, so <laughs> my my parents probably decided it was Cheerios. Not Fruit Loops. Uh, not Fruit Loops. It was always Cheerios that we fed this duck. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, we were, we're always catching animals. We used to try to catch alligators when I was in middle school. Oh. Wasn't very smart. We used to put turkey legs on the end of, and you couldn't use a rope because the rope would always break. Like it would just rip through the rope. So we'd take wiring from houses and, and wrap it around a turkey leg, dangle it in the water, and then you lead it up shore about 10 or 15 feet. And I remember one day we both fell asleep. It was me and my brother. And the alligator had crawled past the turkey leg. And I'm just like, my brother was probably three feet further down towards the shore than I was. So, and I woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And and luckily my brother woke up and we're whispering to each other like, oh, what do we do? And I'm like, stand up and pelt it with rocks. <laughs> Always a good move. <laughs> and we jumped up and the thing like lunged towards us. We hit it with a few rocks and it went back in the water. But How big a gator <laughs> are we talking this was probably a five or six footer. That was about average for back then. So he could have oh, done then, damage. Like the one we did get on shore, there was one that actually did like swallow the turkey leg. And I pulled it all the way up on shore, me and my brother. And he freaked out. He's like, now what do we do? I'm like, I'm going to grab the duct tape and jump on its back. Because, you know, <laughs> I used to watch whatever the show. And so I let go of the, I let go of the, the wire and I, and I had the duct tape and I went to go jump on its back. My brother let go, thank God, because... I probably would have ended up dead. So wow. you watched too much Steve Irwin as a kid. I, I think I did. I think I did. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, if you tape their mouth shut, they can't bite you. And now you wonder why your daughter's looking for frogs. Oh, my God. My, my daughter has this amazing ability to catch stuff, though. Like, she can, like, lizards are really fast down here. Like, and, and she'll go, I, I catch, I catch. So I go, yeah, go for it. And then all of a sudden she has it in her hand, and I'm like, I can't even catch them because it's too slow. <laughs> so, yeah, she loves catching all sorts of animals. The lizards there are pretty chill, though. No, they're not. not. They're very fast. See, I was in... I was in uh... You may be thinking of iguanas in Miami. Well, I was, <laughs> at, I was at Disney one year um, quite a while ago, and I was staying at the, the New Orleans place, and it was like, you know, swampland. And I would be sitting out on the bench having a smoke at night, and the lizards would come and just, like, chill out next to me and say, hey, man, you got an extra smoke? <laughs> I mean, they would literally just sit right there and look up at you. But did you try to catch it? I, half the time, I could just put my hand out, and it would go in my hand. They might have been oh. Disney lizards, though. Yeah, yeah like, they might have been fake. You're like the lizard whisperer or something. Um, <laughs> you know that, or they're all nicotine addicts. That, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the lizards, they were just like, yeah, this is pretty cool. <laughs> what about, I, we got to get back to holidays. I love that we go off of these tangents since it's a show called Ramblings. But is there any holiday traditions that you absolutely despise? How about uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney? I think that's universally recognized as hated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know their Wikipedia page was once hacked? And someone wrote that the song Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time was responsible for more suicides in Japan than anything else. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> Just put on their Wikipedia page. Awesome. Do you guys have Paul McCartney's new book out there yet? Yes. He's written, like, the lyrics. Um, no, yeah. I haven't it's seen like, it. 
it's like um, he's not going to ever write a conventional bio- autobiography. So what he's done is he's put together every song that he's ever written, taken a photo of the notes that he's made and put it all in a book Perfect. with little stories. And it's like, um, well, here it's about seventy pounds. So that's that the weight of a heavy book. I was going to say, that that's the be... weight, not the price, because <laughs> Paul McCartney's written like 100,000 songs. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think... You just buy, couldn't you just buy all those CDs and just, and just yeah. get the... Or, just or open Spotify. it up and uh, <laughs> save yourself some money? Yeah. You know, I'm glad Kurt brought that up, because we talked about holiday specials. There are holiday songs that need to go. And yeah, Lauren, I'm going right, to let you that's start. That's a big one. Because Lauren, you are uh, in in the UK. Yes, we're responsible a... for a lot of them. <laughs> now, she might have on her list a song that I wish was played more in the US because it's never played in the US around Christmas, but in the UK it's incessant, and that would be Slade's "Merry Xmas, Everybody." But Lauren, that's a de- decent song. That's a great song because you never hear it but over there you hear it all the time i mean it charted there like for 20 straight years it hit the charts at christmas yeah wow but what (laughs) holiday song do you think needs to just go mariah carey which one mariah carey yeah all i I want for christmas (laughs) all i can go away in the bin it's a good one. Susan, what song? Gone. Um, that song by Wham. <laughs> Last uh, Christmas? Last Christmas? Yeah. I love yeah, that there, song. <laughs> there's that. There's a Facebook group that... You can um, throw it away, Susan, but I'm bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where if you can get through the whole holiday season without hearing it, you win. And so what the, the lengths that some people will go to if they hear like the first note and they know that the song is coming on to like you know they don't care if their nails are getting done their hair is being done <laughs> or if they're waiting in line for pizza they're out of there to see who can last the long it's called whamageddon <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah a lot of my friends play whamageddon but it's not something you can play in the uk because yeah it's everywhere especially yeah. around the holidays because that he passed away on on Boxing Day, so as it gets closer to Christmas, your chances of hearing it are significantly higher. But no, a lot of my friends have been whammed. (laughs) Jeremy, what about you? What uh, Christmas song needs to go? Man, you guys have already listed uh, some good ones. I I can't really think of the top of my head, but I really like Last Christmas. Uh, um, I like all wham songs, I think. Wake Me Up Before You (laughs) Go-Go. Um... Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna use my turn to bring to bring that one back. <laughs> Susan, Susan got rid of it. I'm bringing it back. All right. Well, you know, I, I, I my like one the friend, song. Yeah, my one friend didn't think it was funny when I called her up and then I played it. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, what's got to go? I'm brilliant. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town, has to oh. die now. <laughs> it's like he's taking a hard shit, and it's just <laughs> awful. That actually makes me like this song more. <laughs> no, 
I'm going to sing it. I'm going to sing it on Christmas Day on the toilet. Gone death to Bruce. I just started a new Christmas tradition with my family. I'm going to sit all my kids outside the bathroom. I'm going to Bruce Springsteen. But then, but then what you have to do when you finish is wish them all a Merry Christmas and then go shit as full. <laughs> Other great holiday movie. And we could start a new tradition with uh, with the uh, the Christmas poo, right? <laughs> okay. Set it off on the shelf. The, the... You know the you know the Christmas poo from South Park. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hanky. <laughs> what what Christmas song traditional or pop Christmas song stays? Fairy tale of New York. Good choice. I'd say Silent Night. I love the song Silent Night. Okay, I can go with that. Yeah, yeah, I I actually like a lot of the the traditional hymns, like church. Um, A lot of them, not all of them. I was, yeah. Jeremy, I listen. Over the holidays, I listen to the the Charlie Brown Christmas album soundtrack all the time, like nonstop. So that's definitely a tour. Do you put your head up and sing? Yeah, yeah, I do the dance like they do now, but that's just so he good. He has the shirt. <laughs> you know, it's, it's mentioning the the hymns. It's that, that's one of the things that just takes me back to growing up to childhood. You know, so. Um, I enjoy some of them. We used to go to Midnight Mass at our old church uh, back before we moved, and that was always an amazing night. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, give me a Christmas song that has to stay or be played more. Last, last Christmas has to stay. <laughs> I can't believe no one said Billy Squire's Christmas is the time to say I love you. Uh. <laughs> Look at her face. <laughs> I forgot about that song. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you, Jeremy? I don't I don't know that I'm familiar. Oh, I would say look it up, but then you'll never speak to me again. Really? Yeah. Billy Squire's <laughs> Christmas is the time to say I love you. Um, Billy Squire's. Would that be on your Billy Squire's Essentials? Christmas is pro- the time to It probably is. <laughs> Are there Billy Squire essentials? That's a topic for another show. The Stroke? The Stroke was a good song. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, Susan and Jeremy both mentioned going to Christmas Mass. I grew up not religious, and I'm not religious, but I still, you know, love the holiday and Christmas traditions. Kurt, I don't know about your religious upbringing or lack thereof or whichever, I know Lauren is Church of England. They're all like, I think they're forced to be. <laughs> well, Brian, there is one tradition that you keep up, isn't there? Which is? Strange children sitting on your lap. Well, uh, yeah, you know. On Christmas Eve? <laughs> all children are strange. That's not fair. That's where a lot of Brian's money goes on, on, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> but do you think that... The holiday feelings and sentiment are different for those who are of a more traditional um, Christian background with Christmas as to those of us who are more influenced by the, for lack of a better term, commercialized version of Christmas. 
I, I definitely think it adds depth to the tradition and it brings different meaning to it. Like, you know, I, I feel like I went into Christmas Day uh, in a much different mood, you know, when we did the Midnight Mass rather than just not doing it. Sure. So baby Jesus is more important than Santa Claus. Right. Even as a kid, yeah. did you feel that way? You better love baby Jesus. Um, <laughs> as a kid, I was probably more worried about Santa Claus. Um, but now that I'm thinking of it, like we do a, we do every year, my wife raises money to uh, get gifts for kids that are like in the foster care system. And we've been able to do like 20 or 30 kids a year um, through different, you know, friends of ours and d- donations and stuff. And that that really changes my perspective going into the Christmas season because you look at these lists and it's not toys, it's not AirPods, it's, it's you know, like one girl wanted a vanity because she's never had like a dresser of her own. Mm-hmm. Um, some kids want you know, a new pair of shoes so they don't get made fun of at school. Um, and it's just, it's so heartbreaking to see um, all of this stuff that it's sort of like, I don't even, I, I don't even ask my wife for anything for Christmas anymore. Cause I don't, you know, like I have everything I need coming into the holidays. Usually, um, you know, when you read this stuff, it's just, it's yeah. one kid wanted a shirt, like his school shirt. Uh, I think it was like a purple, I think they were the Vikings or something. Um, but he wanted his cool, you know, school shirt so that he could fit in. Um, when you see stuff like that, it sort of makes you reassess Christmas in general. And I think maybe with social media too, um, I'm sure that makes things a lot tougher for people that, that don't have much, you know, because it's so much more in your face. Like I remember growing up, like Kurt was talking about, you'd get you'd get back from Christmas break and you'd see like the new shoes kids had or the new outfits or whatever. Now I'm sure the the kids see it instantaneously on Christmas Day and it must be it must be ten times harder. Yeah, it. it I I work at a, a school with a lot of underprivileged children and what what you're saying is exactly right. Like like you don't want to and that's the thing like you said you go on instagram or you go on facebook and people are showing they got the playstation 5 and you know this poor boy doesn't have a decent pair of shoes and he has to see that but i love that you guys are are buying that doing that stuff that to me is what christmas should be about is is exactly what you're doing yeah yeah i've always enjoyed shopping for another family like that more than i've enjoyed shopping even for mm-hmm. my own kids. I mean, we've done the, every year we would adopt a family and, you know, get maybe the women's shelter or um, the angel tree, which is um, children, right, yeah, incarcerated parents or foster children. And it's always been, um, yeah, I've always really enjoyed that. You get the list and then it's like, well, what else can I add? What surprise can I add in? So. Yeah, that's the yeah. one thing. And we've, you know, we've had a lot of fun and, a lot of laughs and talked about you know lesbian horses which is always a great topic for a show but which i think also should be a new christmas tradition 
<laughs> well, it is absolutely already a new. It's trending, and this hasn't even been released yet, and it's already trending. <laughs> it's trending on Twitter. But the one thing I do love about the holiday seasons is that more people become more charitable, mm-hmm. and I wish it lasted more than just for a month. I wish they continued on with that after the holidays were over, but that's one thing. Even with all the debates over Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I hate you because you believe in this, and I hate you because you believe in that, as a whole, people do tend to become more charitable as a society during the holiday. That is one very positive takeaway. I think what you and your wife are doing, that's phenomenal. That's that's incredible. Yep, 100%. Um, And I I wish that happened more. I I wish there was a lot more. More of that and a lot less Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing Christmas morning with the kids huddled around the bathroom door. I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> huddled around the porcelain. I'm not going to let them. I'm not. Th- I'm not going to let them open their presents until Daddy has sung uh, Bruce Springsteen <laughs> from the toilet. <laughs> Oh, that's such a horrible song. It's so bad. It will be. I'm, I mean, I'll, full disclosure, I hate Springsteen to begin with. Like, He's got some good stuff. I would ban all Springsteen. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't hate that guy. Even though he got that big deal, five, what is it, $500 million? Yeah, you know what? I, I wouldn't have given him five bucks. <laughs> I, it was the only great band that ever came out of New Jersey was the Smithereens. Not not even Bon Jovi. Not even Frank Sinatra because he pretended he was from New York. <laughs> Smithereens. I used to put Bon Jovi on a lot of mixtapes back in like uh, early oh, yeah. early high school. Oh yeah. Now lay you down in a bed of roses. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> We should probably get to wrap it up soon. So, I'm going to start with you, Lauren. Yes. Um, what are your plans for this holiday? I mean, do you have anything you're planning on doing special for the holiday? Well, we're going over to my sister's house. My sister will be cooking us Christmas dinner, and we'll be together for that with my nephews. But that's about it, really. Nothing too special. Um, it's just... Or is it special be... enough, Lauren? Yeah. Thank yep. you going to be going by my friend Aaron's family's house Christmas Eve for our traditional Belgian trip and brandy slush and then the next day my brother has me over for Christmas meal and you know I give gifts to the niece and nephew and all that so that's pretty much all I plan on doing Susan um, I'm hosting Christmas brunch uh, not Christmas brunch Christmas Eve um, and uh, it'll be my mom who and my husband's parents and my daughter's in-laws, the, the, her mother-in-law and father-in-law who live down the street. So we all live in this, like, within a four-block area, five-block area. <laughs> so and that's... what's the name of the town where you put the money out on New Year's Eve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so then, then Christmas brunch my daughter is hosting, and then I'll have Christmas dinner with my mom. So... And Brian's going to put wings out on the windowsill in the hope that he gets more wings back, chicken wings for the New Year. I'll put the bones I out because <laughs> you never put the full wings out. 
That's true. <laughs> Jeremy, other than sitting around the porcelain uh, throne singing Bruce Springsteen to the children, yes. Any 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 holiday plans? I. Uh, I, my mom used to do Christmas Eve, but my sister is actually doing it uh, this year. Uh, and strangely enough, I think they're doing like pulled pork or something, uh, which is fine. I like pulled pork. Uh, so we're 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 gonna do a family night with my family Christmas Eve, and then uh, the song on the Porcelain God um, Christmas morning before the kids open their presents. I think once I get done with that, I'm gonna clean up. And uh, we'll, we'll do some presents, and then we'll go to my wife's parents' house and have some fried turkey. Nice. Nice. And I know the Kurt, Kurt's on hiatus right now from the show, but uh, when are you and Krista going to be back in the studio? I believe at the end of January. I'm already researching topics for the new season. And Susan, any, any books in the works? Any any? I know you've been so busy lately. Yeah, it, I've been busy. Um yeah, I'm working on a, a non-fiction book right now that I'm really not talking about the, the topic yet. So um, I have that, and I have another non-fiction book lined up. And it's not about it's not about singing Bruce Springsteen on the toilet, yeah. is it? Okay. No, and my agent just sent me a, a question. It's going to have to be book number three. Take a particular topic. So it's going to be a busy year, which will be awesome. Oh, and I have a novel coming out. Um, I'm waiting for my revision notes. The novel will be out in 2023. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. It, that is Lauren, awesome. Lauren yes. is getting me an early Christmas present by signing her deal. <laughs> Lauren. Tell Lauren. us, tell us, Lauren. Tell us about your deal. <laughs> um, I'm not. Uh, I've not seen the contract yet. They're drafting up the contract, but it's pretty exciting. It's uh, looking at the um, experiences of Catherine Howard and Anne Boleyn in the legal system of Henry VIII and looking about was it legal what happened to them or was it not legal and how much of it was to be, how much of it was the Reformation's fault because, um, not to go on too long about it, but there used to be two types of courts, the church court and the king's court and a lot of what went on, a lot of what they were accused of, both were accused of, were, wasn't necessarily the Crown's remit. It was more of a church court matter, especially a, a, along the grounds of infidelity. Because hmm. the, the, the Crown didn't deal with that. That was the church court, and you couldn't technically be killed for that. Huh. But if you took away the church court, and you only had the King's court, and you turned... Uh, infidelity into a type of treason which is what happened then yes the king can do it so it's just looking at it from that perspective wow wow congratulations lauren thank you wonderful and my other christmas wish came true because jeremy's (laughs) new movie the sequel (laughs) to the greatest horror comedy anthology movie ever made scare package Starring the one and only Jeremy King, as I believe your shirt says, Rad Chad. Rad Chad, baby. Rad Chad is back as the star of the sequel, which which is, what's it called? You actually don't know that, Brian. Well, <laughs> what name of the sequel? Rad Chad's Revenge. Sounds to me like Rad Chad's the star. You don't know that, Brian. I don't, but Rad Chad's Revenge... <laughs> 
and uh, I saw the trailer. You don't know that, Brian. <laughs> you did see the trailer, and uh, there was a. I, I'm really surprised no one caught on to a lot of this, on a lot of the Easter eggs that were in the trailer. You may want to revisit it. Now I got to watch the trailer. And uh, and yeah, That's all I can say about that, I think. But Red Chad is back. Um, how could you watch the trailer, Brian? Weren't you kicked out of Red Chad's video clip for not rewinding? I was, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I joined under another name. <laughs> no, but it's great news all around. I mean, everybody's got all these wonderful projects that I'm looking forward to. That's what I want. I want to enjoy what these people who make me so happy bring to the world, and I'm glad you all do that because it means a lot to me. On a personal Susan, you, you have to do a children's book to teach kids gratitude somehow. <laughs> the what attitude? Gratitude. gratitude. Oh, gratitude. gratitude. Send it to me for my son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can you write that down? Can you do that for me? Down. <laughs> and other than that, anybody... I need, to, I need to teach my kid gratitude somehow. Oh, your kids. He'll learn it. I hope so. He sure is. He sure is a, a Debbie Downer a lot of times. <laughs> He's at I'm, that age. I'm, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, it, it, it um, the odd piece of information. It makes for success. It makes no difference if they're um, optimists or pessimists. Really? Yeah, yeah. It um, comes down to one factor, and that is grit. Grit. Yeah, I just read this. I just read this in a wonderful yeah. book called Why Fish Don't Exist. But I don't want to go off on that other topic. Oh, I'm going to write that down. Um, yeah. So. My thing is, Kurt, uh, Kurt, should we tell them how bad it's going to be when the kid's like 15? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're still good. Still He's good. a Debbie Downer now at 15. <laughs> I, 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 went, I went through a phase. I was always really close with both my parents, but I went through a phase when I was about that age. 14, okay. 15, where I, I almost got into, like, fistfights with my dad. But he was a boxer in the Marines. And uh, I remember, I think I was 15, and, like, we got into it. And he was finally like, you know what, let's go out, let's go out back. And I was like, fine, let's go out back. And he went outside, and I went, that's stupid. So I locked him out. I actually did <laughs> get in a fistfight with my father when I was 16. And yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't about to do that. I did, and uh, he pulled the old "Why don't you pick on someone your own size?" line, and I asked him if he was my size, and he said yes, and I knocked him out cold. Oof. Wow! Yeah, um, didn't speak to him for another five years, but yeah. we're actually very we're on really good speaking terms now. <laughs> one of one of my favorite, um, my husband and my son. I don't know if they don't remember if they're arguing or not, but my son was in high school. And all of a sudden, my son whipped around, and he picked up his father, and he put him on his back and started walking around. I was like, Dad, I think I'm going to take you down the deli. I really want a sandwich. (laughs) And just like, put me down. Put me down. Put me down. (laughs) So I was like, oh, that's so cool. (laughs) But Uh, I was lucky my father couldn't take punch. (laughs) saying you know he threw the gauntlet yeah i don't don't think it would have ended as well for me 
had I gone outside. No, you know, you're 15, though, you don't think that way. I knew enough, though. Like, I remember I remember when we were kids, we we uh, we, we hid in the closet, and we jumped out at him one time, and he, gra- he, he literally, like, I mean, just, like, in a split second, grabbed my brother and, and just... And, and he told us at that time, and, and like I had to tell my son this because he did the same thing to me like uh, probably six or seven months ago. And like I trained in martial arts and um, you just you have that reaction time to where you don't, you know what I'm saying? And I remember my dad telling me that when we were kids. He goes, you guys, look, he goes, I was in the Marines. He goes, I was a boxer. He goes, you can't try to jump out at me like that. He goes, you're going to get hurt. Yep. And like I literally had to have the same talk with my son like six or seven months ago because it was it was almost the same thing. Like where I grabbed him and I uh, like twisted him down and I was like this and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was a weird. boxer. I still instinctively, if something startles me and jumps, I the fists are up and it's muscle yeah. memory. Yeah, we we I come from a family that loves to hide and pounce, <laughs> and so <laughs> one time. My uh, my stepfather and my my brother went into the, the men's room at the one store, and so um, my my brother looked down and he saw my my dad's leg in the stall next to him, and so he reached out and grabbed his leg, but it wasn't my my oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the hell out of the guy. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't know if he was singing, you know. Bruce Springsteen, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: that guy never dropped a deuce in public again. <laughs> you gave that guy poop fear the rest of his life. <laughs> so my husband doesn't hide, but I will hide and jump out. So <laughs> no, not a good thing. And no. now that he's hard of hearing, like it's like it's really not fair, but I do it anyway. <laughs> That's super not fair. Danny's sort of blind, so. Wow. What a holiday tradition that should be from now on. Right? So, anybody have any final thoughts on on the holidays before we wrap it up? I just, again, I want to thank you all for joining us. And, I mean, this was was the holiday treat for me and a holiday special for the audience. And thank you all so much. Thank you, Brian. I was looking forward to this. I yes. appreciate it. Yeah. As was I. This was much needed. I, yeah. I was not looking forward to it, but I ended up enjoying it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am following the rules, Jeremy. We are more than 100 feet away from each other. Very true. That's Very right. true. All right. So, Lauren, anything to say before we wrap it up? No, I just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year, and that goes to our listeners as well. Thank you. Absolutely, Thank you. everybody. And from Jeremy in Florida, Susan, in which continent are you on right now? Well, I'm in Pennsylvania near Scranton. In Pennsylvania, Kurt in Wisconsin, Brian in Buffalo, and with me as always... Lauren from Swansea. Happy <laughs> holidays and good night. Good night. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays.